Hey everyone, it's Rob with Four Songs, coming at you with a new episode. A little late, but what else is new? I've got some good stuff coming on the pipe, though. So as I said, the best way to not miss anything is to subscribe. However you're listening to this podcast, hit that subscribe button. And or follow me on Twitter at Four Songs 2. That's at Four Songs number 2, and that way you won't miss anything. So I was really excited about bringing on my next guest, singer, songwriter, and in-demand harmony vocalist slash utility player Nora O'Connor. By admission, the Chicago-based musician is much more comfortable in the background. Singing harmony with such Americana slash singer-songwriter luminaries like Nico Case, bands like The Decembrist, The New Pornographers, singers like Robbie Folks, and even Jeff Tweedy from Wilco. Now, if you like so-called Americana music or whatever they're calling that kind of music these days, chances are you've heard Nora on some of your favorite albums. She's toured the world touring some of those well-known Americana acts, and in fact, when we spoke in early September, she was in Jersey City in the midst of touring as a member of Nico Case's band. So yeah, Nora knows her way around a song. But while she's played just about every role in a band, one thing she hasn't done much of is write and record her own material. Which is a shame, frankly, because her latest solo album, My Heart, her first in nearly 20 years, is as compelling and as enthralling as anything recorded by her peers. My Heart is her first record since 2004's Till the Dawn, which was just this picture-perfect country-pop Americana nine-song masterpiece. Every song was just fantastic. It was the kind of album that made you want more, more and more and more. Her soothing voice is reminiscent of some of the greats, people like Linda Ronsett, Stevie Nicks, Emmylou Harris. The thing is, Nora's okay being in the background. She knows she's not the most prolific writer, but as you'll no doubt hear when you listen to My Heart, It's not always the most prolific writers who write the best songs. In many cases, it's the most patient. We talk about four songs from My Heart, Sore, Cambridge, Cold, It's Alright, which is the only cover on the album, and Fare Thee Well. Nora is frank, disarming, and refreshingly upfront about her music and her career. And certainly if you like Nico Case or Robbie Folks, and you should, and some other bands that I mentioned at the outset, you're going to find a lot to like on My Heart. But if you dig a little deeper, if you listen to this album a few times, you're going to find a lot more you're going to hear, too. You're going to find influences like Brian Wilson, some piano that maybe you didn't quite expect. You might hear the words or the vibes that may remind you of a Queen song. So yeah, there's a lot going on in this album. It's fantastic. It's a great listen. I just really enjoyed this conversation with Nora, and I'm just thrilled to welcome her to Four Songs. Hi, Nora. Thank you for joining me for Four Songs. It's great to see you. You too. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Sure. So first question. So I started this back in May 2020 now, and we're kind of sort of out of this pandemic, perhaps. But at this point, though, I guess my first question is, how are you? How, how has the last couple of years been for you and, and your family? And You know, it's been a handful of everything, really, but I'm doing well now. I'm on the road. I'm playing bass in Nico Case's band, and we're on tour right now. And, you know, it's going well. Everything is a little bit harder, (laughs) though, as we're still kind of in the pandemic in a way. And, you know, we're still just trying, we're really, we're just trying to stay out here because if someone gets COVID, the whole thing falls apart, you know, and it's, so we're just being really careful and taking care of each other. So, you know, there's a really great sense of that, really great sense of like in my family, my friends and like my bandmates, I just feel like everyone's really grateful and we take nothing for granted at this point. So there's a lot of gratitude 
I'm surrounded by a lot of gratitude right now. Good. And so I'm, I'm certain you probably have different rules in place while you're on tour. I mean, are you able to to mingle at all or is it just get, show really. and get back out? Not really. You know, we don't do like after show, like we used to have like a room full of friends and family backstage after a show. We're not doing that anymore. If there's people I want to see and there are, you know, I suggest we'd like them to take a COVID test before we get together. If it's negative and then also just kind of remain masked around people that's that aren't in our little in our little group. So we're all just taking extra precaution. Mm-hmm. Well, so we're at the point now in the pandemic though, I think we're, we're seeing new music being written and recorded and released now, which I understand was the case for you, your new album, My Heart, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so how did the, the last couple of years affect you in terms of your music? And obviously you, had, you were able to put an album out together, but it just seems like from different people, I, I, I hear different things about how this, at least at first, it was really hard just not living a normal life, being inside all day to I guess, slowly, gradually coming back out there. But I'm just curious from your perspective, how it affected you and how you how you in your writing. So I had I, I feel like I had a really unique experience. You know, yeah, the whole obviously, like everybody else, the calendar just completely fell apart um, once we knew, you know, we were on lockdown. But by the summer of 2020 you know we still like weren't seeing family weren't going anywhere nothing nowhere but i started to play in in people's backyards i started to do these yard shows where you know i would show up i would be you know 40 feet away or 30 feet away from people and it would just be like 20 people, just everyone spread out and masked. And we would only meet, you know, for like two hours. And it was this really sacred thing because there was absolutely nothing else happening, you know. And then I started late summer of 2020 doing these these concerts in people's backyards. And it was really special. And it was then I had been writing some songs before that. So I started to you know play a couple new songs and then i just realized like i wanted if i was i just really enjoyed playing solo acoustic shows and knew i wanted to do more and knew that i would need a record and and some some new material to to do this because i do sing i mean i interpret songs like i do play a lot of songs that are written by friends or just I, i you know i try to dig deep for different songs to it's like turning people on to new music you know like playing i try to be clever with my covers so i just started writing and then i liked what was coming out i haven't put a record out in 17 years because i've just been in other people's bands this whole time and i just liked what was happening and i wanted to have that experience that journey of you know of producing a record of you know making all the decisions and and just seeing what what was what did i have to offer myself and anybody else that may like it that's interesting because i you know we were talking about my heart which is the new album and which is coming out in october and i do want to mention i, I loved till the dawn that I, I can't believe oh, thank you so much thanks 17 years ago wow I know it's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because I, I remember when I came across it because I this is yeah I guess it was what yeah two thousand three two thousand four ish and 
I was still writing for an online magazine back then. And that was sort of, the industry hadn't really come to terms with the internet yet. And we still had a long way to go, I think, before we got there. But that album just, I remember just getting, I got, I think I reviewed it. I don't remember, but it was so good. I just loved like everything from beginning to end. And it's obviously been a while since, yeah. since that came out. So in terms of how things have, your writing style and your interest and in, in, in your influences, how, how much has that changed over the last that many years? I can't tell that it's changed at all. I feel like this for better or worse, this might be the record that came out 15 years ago, you know, mm. or 10 years ago. Like it just feels kind of just uniquely me, I guess. Like I, I you know, I've always been a little intimidated by the people that I work for, you know, I'm touring with the Decemberists, the new pornographers, Nico Case, Iron and Wine. It's just like these masters. And they're 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 all amazing. And I, uh, you know, I wanted to take a break from, you know, comparing myself to other people and just be myself. And and that's really a hard question to answer. I couldn't, you know, it feels like this is just the next thing I had because I haven't really been writing at all. I've just been working and raising children and, you know, taking tours every couple of years and, and, you know, learning new instruments and playing bass. So it's been a while since I put pen to paper and, and this is just what was in there for now. Well, you mentioned a lot of the folks you've been playing with in the UK. Okay, so they've also done some work with Robbie Folks and even oh, I love Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. Even that. Yeah. I know you had some work on that Jeff Tweedy, the maybe Staples. Yeah. What lessons do you think you may have learned from working with someone like Nico or just being around those people who just seem to write songs as easily as they breathe? Right. I feel like I just have, I just feel like I am just a good person to have around. Like I know how to, you know, stand over back here and play auxiliary instruments and, and sing harmony. I just, I feel like I'm a good like administrative assistant to the lead <laughs> singer within the band, you know, so it's just really interesting. You know, we're all at different levels. So, you know, I go from carrying all my shit to a gig, PA, guitar, mics, mic stands, cables, doing my own sound to like, never having to turn on an amp and people hand me guitars, you know? And so, so I feel like it's just learning to, uh, you know, adjust depending on the situation that I'm in. And um, yeah, I admire, I'm friends with these people. I admire them so much. Nico is just a great person to support, to watch, to be around, to sing with. Robbie Folks has taught me so much. Like Robbie used to have a residency at the hideout for years and years and years he'd play every monday and he'd do something different every monday and i did a lot of gigs with him during those those years and just i just really had to practice my guitar playing just to be able to play rhythm guitar for for someone like that i was just you know it i just my my brain grew bigger every time i i had to play with him because i had to you know just work really hard to keep up with him, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I was, was kind of curious when, you know, because you, you said you just 
during the pandemic, you had, I guess, an opportunity, I guess, was forced on all of us to kind of stop <laughs> being on the road. And then you started writing a little bit. Did, did, for you, did the songs just kind of come out of you? Do you think you, you, you may have had some before this all started, but did, did it just start coming out and you realize, hey, I've got an album on my hands? Did, did that occur um, that way? Or? A couple of them did kind of come out like that, but I also, speaking of Rob, Robbie, he did an online songwriting class over COVID that I took. I took his songwriting class and and then I kind of referred to some of my writing books. So I just, I had to kind of reintroduce the discipline of, of writing and just kind of being open to scenarios and situations or conversations or like sayings or memes or just like, just kind of, there's just a certain openness that you start to have when you're writing. There's just like something kind of opens opens up. And, you know, I was able to access that best I could anyway. Well, so we'll talk about My Heart, which is coming out, as I said, in October. And there's four songs that I wanted to focus on in particular, mm-hmm. Sore, Cambridge Cold, All Right Now, and Fare Thee Well. And we are talking about a little bit how this started coming together for you. Also curious about some of the influences. There's, there's a lot of music influences going on, I think, in this. You know, the country folk rock stuff, but I even hear like some Brian Wilson. There's a big 70s vibe, I feel, I hear. I'm just curious from your perspective as the artist, you know, did that jump out at you as well? Or did that? You know, I mean, 70s soft rock is <laughs> kind of, I'm made up of like water, 70s soft rock and and like pringles like that's my my makeup i I mean that's that's in my dna like that stuff is where that you know i live there i i that's my favorite kind of music so i just can't help but sound like that you know or or be influenced by that in a major way starting with the song like sore um which is the album opener and one thing i'm always interested in like when you talk about a, a song like that it starts an album like when you write that do you feel like okay here's the opener it just sounds like an opening song or does that was it how did that come it to you like-, like yeah it felt like a track one to me and it was a really fun song um that is one of those songs that kind of came together quick i was just playing around with it kind of has a cool chord progression on the chorus like d to a to c which kind of is it is kind of a little bit unexpected after the the kind of easy one or two chords in the in the verses but that one came really quick
it was after I wrote Soar, I had written, I had a couple songs already that are on the record that I was doing at my little yard shows. But then I wrote Soar and I, you know, I've got, you know, a cold, stinky, unfinished basement that I, you know, I, I grabbed all the nice rugs from the house. I put them in the basement and I set up a little recording studio. So just on my, you know, garage band, I recorded soar really fast. I did vocals and guitar and bass and drums and I did a solo and I, I, I've, I've got a, a demo of that, that I, that I really like. And, and I sent to a couple friends and I'm like, how is this okay like is this really it's like i can't even tell if it is anything like it's so hard to be objective about your own music and i sent it to one of my um my friend liam davis that you know i've worked really close with over the years and i was like am i on to something is this a cool song he's like yeah 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 do it i love it it's he's like it's very nora i was like okay i'm gonna make a very nora record then i'm gonna not even pretend I, I'm anything else but but who I am. And then we started going faster. I almost fell out of the car. We never really got that far. Couldn't look you in the eye. I couldn't bear to let my guard down. Worked for Yeah, and then I was kind of with that song, um, just the production wise, I, I I wasn't trying to mimic, but I kind of thought about like that Freedy Johnson record. What's it called? Perf this Perfect World, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple songs on that. Like I, I love the um, just the Telecaster throughout that one of one of the songs on his record and and that inspired me to have Scott Legan come in and um, and do those the voicings that of guitar that he decided to do that are awesome. So, yeah, I was gonna ask who's playing with you on this one. So on soar, it's my me on on acoustic guitars. My friend Casey McDonough plays bass on on the whole record. And if anything, the bass on this record is amazing. <laughs> um, and then Alex Hall plays drums. And I also recorded the record at Alex Hall's studio, Reliable Recorders in in Chicago. And he he co-produced. He he and I worked together on this on this record. So he plays drums on this song. And Scott Levin on the guitar. Yeah, yeah, because I mean this, like I said, it just hits you from the start with the snare drum and then just right into the progression. And I mean, it seems lyrically it seems to be about a, is it a, some kind of relationship that kind of had to end but it, yeah. while it was going on it seemed like it had its ups and downs but it was yeah it's just like a, a silly little story just like thinking about you know when the couple was free and silly and running around parking lots with their pants down and uh, you know to yeah it's just a little kind of made up little <laughs> relationship story I guess
the next one I want to talk about was Cambridge Cold. And I kind of feel like this is the most reminiscent of Tilladon and it just is. in terms of, yeah. It's like my backyard 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But here I, I do hear some, a little Linda Ronstadt in your voice, like this song and then in a couple other ones. Again, it was just, this seems about like a slice in time. I don't know, is, is this a personal song or this? It's not. It, and it kind of goes back to when I was talking about just kind of like being open and listening for mm-hmm. things. And I wrote that, I ran into, I did a lot of walking during the COVID and, you know, you run into people on the streets and I ran into a couple of friends and this woman was talking about, she introduced me to her friend who had just moved back from Cambridge. She had moved to Cambridge for a year and she just moved back. And I've lived in the Chicago area my whole life. I've never, ever moved away. So it was just kind of a little pretend story about, you know, moving away from here, from, from here. thought about Cambridge and there's a place out there called the Middle East and you know you play upstairs and or you play downstairs and when you play downstairs you're like I've made it and I used to play the Middle East downstairs with when I was at a band called the Blacks in the late 90s and when I was in Andrew Bird's Bowl of Fire we played there so it was just kind of reminiscent of that or just a little fantasy about you know moving away to another city and and just finding your way back home. Yeah, I think that's it's relatable for a lot of people who've done that. I, I'm like you, I haven't really ventured too far from where I live, but you always... Where are you? I'm just outside of Washington. And okay. Outside of Alexandria. About 20 minutes from the Birchmere, if you play. I'm sure you've played. Um, uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. And Iota Club, I mean, you probably played that. That's oh, the Iota. Long. You used to play yeah. the Iota all the time. Yeah. yeah, that's long gone. Oh, it's too bad. Yeah, yeah we was, stay at the right. owner's house or the manager's house. Yeah, that was a great place. Yeah. Oh, that's sad to hear it's gone. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that was a pre-COVID casualty, so that wasn't anything oh. led to that. But um, that was just whoever owned it wanted to build condos, which is the okay. way we go these days. Well, the song I want to talk about next is All Right Now. And, and this is one that really jumped out at me because it's it's really different from, I think, the rest of the album. And just, it has that the Wurlitzer, and I think, right? 
And yeah. So this, let me, I, I didn't write this song. This was written by Margot Gurian back in the 60s. It's a song that I didn't think I was going to do any covers on this song, but I discovered her music a couple years ago and, and kind of dove in. And this song, I really wanted to interpret and do something a little bit differently than the rest of the album like my vocals are molted and it's kind of got like a scoop kind of a spooky atmosphere and that's alex hall on wurlitzer's recorded that one Alex on Wurlitzer my friend Casey McDonough on bass and me singing vocals so we recorded that live and then we put down a guitar track and on the original version there's a there's these beautiful string section that I was gonna maybe try to do Mellotron but Alex Hall has a set of vibes in his studio so he's playing the vibes on it and I, I just think it has a really cool vibe yeah, that was like a dreamy lullaby. Yeah, that's a little creepy, like just the yeah. lyrics. Like it's a, it's I love a good breakup song, and it's it seems like a kind of an unconventional breakup song. So I I felt like I wanted to add that to the record. Yeah, because I like how it's it's sort of like an acceptance of what's going on, and mm -hmm. at the same time, it's almost like the, the singer, you almost feel like they need to tell it to themselves as much as they're telling it to the other person, mm -hmm. in a way. And I, and I like how you sing it, too, because it does have this, it's a little lighter, I think. Yeah, it, it's different for me, and I just wanted to see if I could pull it off, really. Yeah. things up and we appreciate your time this morning i know that uh, you're on you're on the road right now so we'll uh, talk about fare thee well which again it's a pretty straightforward you know, kind of a tune that to wrap things up but it does again it feels like a closer to me <laughs> maybe the title but yeah um, is this was this about anyone in particular because it feels like this is kind of a personal song in a way it's 
I feel like I kind of pull from personal experience, but nothing is literal. Um, uh, you know, like there's, I'd have to think about it. But I was the, just the, the when I wrote that song, there's a, a Doug Somm song called Stone Faces Don't Lie. And it kind of has a similar, it's a completely different vibe, but just the like the way the guitar opens the song, I just kind of started doing that. And and I had been listening to Donny Hathaway and Roberta Flex album and the song Where Is The Love on there. And I referenced that song mm-hmm. on, on my song. Yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know what I was thinking about. Just like, I thought we were onto something, you know, mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought we had something going here, but I can tell that you, you know, it's just like when you can kind of tell someone's not into you or not into it anymore. That's, that's the story. fun one to do we got Hammond organ on there and um just some guitars that one took us a while we kept we had a bunch of different mixes of that and for some reason and we finally landed on the mix that ended up on the record and we were happy with that I think the line that lyrically I like the best is toward the end when you talk about being onto something and turned out it's nothing and you're holding on for what and yeah, again, that's relatable, I think, in a lot of ways, because we've all, I think, we've been in those kinds of relationships. And yeah. But it seems like the the singer is not ready to give up because there's that the come on at the end, like we can get through this. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's trying to like, what if I did this? What if I like gave you your own room and I mm-hmm. would if I gave you space and I went over here, or what if we tried this? Like, what can I do to to keep this, to keep you here? And uh so who knows what happened to those two? So when you were recording this, one of the things that, you know, talking to others who've done new albums during the pandemic, I mean, were you able to be together in the studio? Or was it pretty difficult at times? We were. Yeah, we we were. We kind of, um, I mean, we were all just really 
careful. I think by the time I got in the studio, we had like had a, a vax or two and it was, you know, just that like honeymoon period oh, where yeah. no one was getting COVID right after we got vaccinated. And I did a lot during those times. Yeah, so I did a lot of basic tracks. I recorded some songs at Steve, do you know Steve Dawson from Banzai Funeral Wedding and Dolly Varden. Um, he, I did a couple songs at his studio. I did most of it at Alex Hall's studio, but I would do basic tracks. And then I did a lot of the vocals at my house on my own. And, and there was a few songs where I sent like Cambridge Cold, you know, I sent tracks to my friend Robbie Gerso and, and John uh, Rawhouse, who is pedal steel and guitar player in Nico Case's band. He lives in Phoenix. I sent him. So there was a couple where we sent the songs away. Like we put a guitar track on, it got sent back. But mostly we did everything at Alex's and then a couple of songs at, at Steve's. I feel like we did it kind of over a long period of time, but also pretty quickly. You know, it probably yeah. was at the end of the day, probably 10 or 12 days in the studio. Oh, wow. So when the album comes out in October, will you, I know you're on the road now. Would you be, are you going to do your own touring behind? You know, I'm going to do some local shows some regional shows around Chicago. And in the spring, I'd I'm going to try to do, you know, like a living room tour and I'll, I'll try to come out to the East Coast. I mean, I don't have a booking agent and booking your own tours is just the pits. It's the worst. And I'm not looking forward to that part. But I am gonna try to to do a little bit to at least try to come out out east and do some like combo small club and house shows. But uh, I'm not sure about that yet. I hope yeah. so. I'm really not in a position that I can leave my family and go on the road and come home. You know, negative. It's just not really an option anymore. But I'm hoping. With this record, I can I can come in and do some shows out east. Yeah, love to if you come to the DC area. I'd love to. I'll let you know. Catch up with you. Yeah. So before we wrap up, where can folks get the album, and where can they find out more about you? So I'm on the label Pravda Records, PravdaMusic.com, or you can go to my website Nora O'Connor Music.com. And um, I'll be, it, it'll be available everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp is a great place to buy music. And I'll, I'm not doing vinyl this time around. So downloads and CDs will be, be available um, through those websites, Pravda, Pravda Music and NoraOConnorMusic.com. Okay. So how much longer are you on the road with um, Nico right now? I think we have about 13 more days. Oh, wow. So it's a three and a half week tour. So we have day off here in Jersey City, and then we play Jersey City tomorrow night, and and on from there. So yeah, I'm excited to have a day off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for spending part of it with me. And, my um, pleasure. Thanks for having me. And my thanks again to Nora O'Connor for joining me. Go to her website, NoraO'ConnorMusic.com. You can check her out on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, however you get your music. I'll make a plug for it again. You can't beat the sound of a CD coming out of your own stereo. It beats the hell out of streaming. So please, do yourself a favor and get the CD if you can, because you'll be so much better off for it. Anyway, thank you for listening. Thanks for Nora for joining me, and stay tuned because I got more stuff coming.